Welcome back to She Abides Podcast, where women of faith share their testimonies. I'm Denise, your host. In today's episode, we introduce you to the amazing Demena Stewart. She's always abided in Christ. However, her faith was strengthened all the more when she went through her open heart surgery in 2019. When the midnight hour came and the medication could not contain the pain, she crawled inside the word that was in her heart to find relief for the pain, comfort for her mind, and refreshment for her soul. I pray that you are as blessed by her testimony as I was. Blessings upon blessings. Welcome to She Abides Podcast. Um, today's guest is Damina Stewart. She is a registered nurse by profession. She loves people and wants everyone she meets to leave empowered. Her smile is infectious as this is her signature sign that God is good to her. She is a published author of Daily Inspirations. In her spare time, she loves to be with family and friends. Welcome, Damina. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. How um, have you been? I have been fantastic. How are you? Good. I am so good. So I like to start off with a little icebreaker. So tell me, what's your favorite scripture and why? I have so many favorites, but the first one that pops to mind, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That is my favorite scripture because... Through my life's ups and downs, I have really had to trust in the Lord. And if I leaned on my own understanding, I would have been gave up. And so I just truly thank him because in the latter part says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And because I was acknowledging him, he has directed my path to where I am right now today. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. So that leads us right into um, our topic of God is listening. So tell us a little bit about what you'd like to share with us today. God is listening. Um, that is so awesome because it kind of ties into the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We have to trust in the Lord. And um, what I want to share today is I know for a fact that God is listening. And there were times in my walk with, with Christ, I, I felt like he didn't hear me or he had left or maybe he had turned his back and said, not right now, Demina. I, I don't want to be bothered with this right now. But that's not how God is. That's how I felt he was. Yes. And so God really, I really came to know God for who he is and the attributes that he d displays for myself. In February of 2019, I um, had a hard time tying my shoe. And so somebody may say, well, that's crazy. People don't have hard, people have a hard time tying a shoe all the time. What's the big deal? Well, for me, that was unusual. And by being a nurse by trade, I knew something was wrong with that, but I didn't quite know what. So I went to the doctor and I told her, I can't tie my shoe, can't lift my leg to tie my shoe. So she was like, that's crazy. You know, that's a real right. crazy. That's, you really made a doctor's appointment for that. So anyway, um, she asked me a couple of questions. And so then she hooked me up to the EKG machine and she said, I, I think that either you've had a heart attack or you're going to have a heart attack. And I'm just looking like, 
I just came here for my shoe. Like, I want you to tell me why I can't tie my shoe. And so we went through the whole gamut and I went to emergency and they did what they did. And then the very next day I was seen by a um, cardiologist. And so when I got there, I was, um, I hadn't walked on the treadmill yet, but they were listening to my heart. And as they were listening to my heart, I heard like some water running and I knew that wasn't normal. And so the guy immediately turned it off and ran out the room. And I was like, well, that's strange, you know? So the cardiologist comes in and he says, hey, we're not gonna put you on the treadmill because has anybody ever told you that your heart is leaking, your valves are leaking? And I'm like, no, but I started crying immediately. Mm-hmm. because I knew something was wrong. So to fast forward all of that from February of 19, can't tie my shoe till May of 2019, I had open heart surgery because I needed to correct the valves, the leaky valves. Okay. So let me ask you this. So when you say you couldn't tie your shoe, do you mean you couldn't bend down to tie your shoe? Or do you mean like the actual, like your brain wasn't calculating how to tie your shoe? I couldn't lift my leg, my one leg to put over my knee to tie my shoe. Okay. 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 Yeah. So literally I couldn't even get my leg up to tie my shoe. And and that was not normal for me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just kind of something you probably do instinctively. You sit down, you put your shoe on, then you flip (laughs) your leg over and you tie your shoe Yes, and you don't even really think about I can't do that anymore. What's going on? Yes. And so two things you said, that one, and then you listened to your body. Like you just knew like some, this, this might seem weird to somebody, but I'm listening to my body. I know my body's going to tell me when it's off. Right. Yes. And so that's so important for us as not only as women, but as just humans to like listen to your body your body tells you yes so now you said you ended up having to have open heart surgery but did you experience any pain in your heart like did you think like oh I had a heart attack I need to call the doctor I didn't experience any of that and if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you I was working two jobs and I was drinking energy drinks to keep going and so mm-hmm. those combinations between the stress and the energy drinks and not sleeping, I was just thinking I was run down is the reason why I couldn't tie my shoe. Right, right. Yeah, so I um I had the open heart surgery in May of 2019 to um correct the leaky valves. And um the surgeon that I had, um, I guess he was booked up. And so they were like, oh, you have to get somebody else. And somebody, my current cardiologist sent him my file. So I get a call at work one day. I'm just backing up before the surgery. So I get a call at work one day and there's this surgeon on the phone. He's telling me all his credentials. And I'm kind of like, okay. And he's like, I got your file. He said, and I want to see you tomorrow because your, your valves are leaking moderately. And I'm like, yeah, they're leaking. I know they told me. So he's like, no, they're really leaking moderately. He said, and I was booked up, but there has been an opening in a week. And I'm thinking, "Mm, this is moving a little too fast. And at first I I really was like, oh my God, like, Lord, I need you to help me. I really need you to help me. Now, 
I am a, a praying woman. I, I believe in the Lord. I believe in the scriptures. And, uh-huh. and I always cite, God has not given me the spirit of fear. But in that moment, I began to get fearful because it's one thing to talk about surgery, but to have an actual surgeon, it wasn't his secretary. It wasn't an right. associate. It was him, the surgeon calling me saying, you are in a bad way. Now I was still going to work. I was still doing everything. Even mm-hmm. after they told me my valves were leaking. So for the surgeon to call me, I knew this was serious. Right. And so <laughs> we, uh, we went through with the surgery. I had it May of 2019, um, had prayed and had, you know, my family prayed for me. And I'm going to tell you, going into the surgery, getting prepared and everything, the nurses were like, you are so calm. And I was like, this is Jesus because I have been a praying woman. I had got up and anointed myself with oil. I told God that I still had purpose and I had plans for my life as well as he did. And I don't know, I just had a sense of peace. And, and I can look back on the day because my family, when they would come in before I went off the surgery, my family came in and like they was teary eyed and all. I'm like, I'm fine. I am going to be fine. Don't you worry about me. And they just like, right. do you know what's like, they're going to get cut on your heart. And I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry. Don't even worry. So fast forward, I got into the operating room and it was, I kid you not. It was like light blue lights everywhere. And I just was like, this is wonderful. And I remember the anesthesiologist saying to me, I'm going to take good care of you. And that was the last thing I remember. I just knew God was with me every step of the way. So now I have the surgery. I do my five days. I come home. And that's when truly knowing if you abide in God and he abides in you, mm-hmm. you can ask what you will. Yeah. That's when that began to come alive in me. And because pain medicine only can do so much and back rubs only can do so much, but it was the word that Mm -hmm. continued to keep me in the darkest, in the midnight hours when I was in a lot of pain and no narcotic could touch the pain. And I, I just began to call on Jesus and began to ask for comfort. And it was his comfort that came down and eased and soothed the pain and allowed me to get some rest until the pain medicine was able to kick in. So that was my very first, very first, I I don't want to say very first, but that was a significant encounter for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have those, right? Like we believe in God. We know he's real. We know that he's a good, good God, right? We know all those things, but there are very significant things that happen in our life that help us be like, oh yeah, I know that was you. I know you were there. There is no way that this isn't God, right? And so that I could see why that would be such an impactful situation in your life where you know that it's him because there's no one who can take this pain from me, Lord, but you. But you. Yes. <laughs> but you. 
And so that that was very impactful. And I've had several complications with the heart surgery. Um, and it landed me back up in the hospital about three or four, four times actually. But it was on my last hospital stay where I had I hadn't given up, but I was tired. I was tired mm-hmm. of going into the hospital and I was tired of going home and it was just like a revolving door. And so, um, they had admitted me and they said, it looks like you're going to stay here for 60 days. And I was like, I I can't stay here for 60 days. And I said, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Cause I just can't do this. And, um, this one particular day, I don't know. I was just feeling not myself. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't catch my breath my blood pressure was bottoming out and it was just so much. And I remember just sitting in a chair and I just prayed and I said, Lord, this isn't the plan that you have for my life. Right. This, and I need the strength to let the enemy know that he has no dominion and he has no power. And it literally took me a three hours of talking to the Lord, reciting scriptures. Finally. And I said to my daughter, help me get up. I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to take off these grave clothes because I called the hospital the grave clothes. I said, I'm going to take these clothes off. So before that, the doctor had came in and he was like, oh, you look so, you looking bad. Now that's something when the doctor say you looking bad. You're like, what? He like, <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so you co-signing how I'm feeling. Right. And so then they had the um, nurse manager come in and, you know, different people started coming in. So I was like, well, I must be on my way out of here, you know, <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> because they said, and then they said, do you want us to call the chaplain? I, I don't need a chaplain because who I have, I already, I have him here with me. Yeah. I'm talking to my savior. And so then I said, oh, I got to increase my prayer because these people keep coming in. They was coming in looking and like, oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. You know, I just felt like they was like, mm, she won't be here tomorrow. You know, but all right. I, and, and so I talked to God for those three hours and it literally took me about three hours to, ha- to get my mind together for God to strengthen me for the word that was in me to come alive. And my daughter helped me get a shower and I took off those gray clothes and I got, um, put on my own clothes from my own personal house. And I began to sit down and you know, visiting was over. And so I, I was just like, Lord, I need a word. I need something that I can do because the enemy is trying to take me out. And so God said, you need to go to the nurse's desk. And I'm like, I, I don't have no strength to like stand. Right. He said, you need every step that you take, you will be crushing the head of the enemy. Yeah. Like, what? Like he said, but you only need three things. And it so happens. I was at the beginning of the hospital on ward, the nursing station was all the way at the end. Of course, of course. <laughs> all the way at the end. So I'm thinking like, Lord, like you, you don't, you don't know that, um, that's way down there. He said, you need to do this to show the enemy that you shall live and not die and yeah. declare the works of the Lord. So I'm going to tell you, I, I mustered up and I'm going I'm to wrap this up because it's going to bless you. I mustered up and I, I took my time and it, and it must have took me about 20 minutes. 
fiercely to mm-hmm. get down to the nurse's station. And they seen me coming and I was like, what do you need? We'll bring it. And I was like, no, I gotta do this. I have got to do this because I needed to show the enemy that he had no dominion and he had no power in my life. I needed to show him that. So when I got down to the nurse's station, I said, I just need three things. I need a pen, paper, and tape. And, and they was all like, you could have put the light on for that. We would have came. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could call us for that. You walked down here for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. We watched you walk all this way for three little things. And so I got my little pen, paper, and tape, and I went back to my room, another 20-minute walk. And when I sat down, I got my Bible, and I just started writing healing scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, he will keep me in perfect peace as my mind has stayed on him. I am, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Then I will put like affirmations, demeanor, you are strong. You are empowered. Demeanor, you shall make it. And so I would write them and tear them off. And by the time I got done, I must have had about between scriptures and affirmations. I probably had about 40 and I started taping them on the wall. Now I'm taping them on the hospital wall. I don't own these people wall. I'm taping it. <laughs> I'm taping it on the wall. And as I'm taping and I'm st- I'm reciting them again. And I'm saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for strength. I thank you for healing. So it took me all night because the 5 a.m. tech came in and she said, she looked at the wall. She said, you've been up all night. I said, honey, I've been up all night because I should live and not die. And she That's said, right. she said, you look so different. She left out the room, went and got the nerves. The nurse came back and said, are you the meaning to it? That's me. She said, you look different. She said, you got on different clothes. She said, your whole attitude has changed. They went and called the doctor from home. He came in early, came into my room, knocked on, he knocked on the door. I said, come in. He said, the nurses told me that I had to come and see you. He said, but I didn't know what I was walking into. And he said, what is this on the wall? I said, these are my affirmations that I shall live and not die. These are my affirmations that God is who he said he is, who he's going to be in my life. And I shall leave this place alive. And the doctor was just looking. He was like, okay, we're going to get some labs and some vitals. And I'm going to tell you, God is good because the next day I was discharged. Yes. Well, you know what? That just goes to show that Proverbs 18:21, right? Yes. There is your tongue, there is there is power in what we say, in what we speak over our lives. Yes. And I think so often we really take that for granted. We really we we recite that scripture all the time. You know, the power of death and life is in the tongue and all but we don't really, really understand that the things that we speak over our lives has that power. And sometimes we think we think them without even realizing it. We're saying those things without even realizing it. Like you do something and then you're like, I'm just, I, that is so stupid. I can't believe I, you know, and it's just like little things that we just don't realize that eventually you keep saying those little things, they're going to catch on. And the opposite is true when you speak those positive things over your life, especially when you have people who are in authority over you, right? The doctors and nurses are coming and going, oh, you don't look so good. 
Right. And you could have easily absorbed that and been like, I don't look good. I don't feel good. I don't want, I just, I'm too tired. I can't do anything. Right. But right. you were like, I, I have to live. I cannot I die in this situation. Right. I like, cannot. and I think it's so, it's so powerful that even in your weakness, right. You were like, Lord, you are my strength. Yes. And if you want me to walk to the end of this hall, I don't care how long it's going to take, but I'm going to do it because sometimes the work, no, not sometimes, all the time, the work all is the hard, time. right? The work yes. is hard all the time. Yes. But we have a choice. Yes. We have a choice to say, you know what? This hurts, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyways. Yes. This don't feel good. But I'm going to do it anyways, because like you said at the beginning, really trusting that God, you know, the plans you have for me. So if you're telling me to do this, then this is part of your plan. And you were obedient. And, you know, in 2019, God said to me, your blessing is in your obedience. Well, yeah. you know, everyone gets excited when they hear that, right? But then that means to me that it's about to be some pretty tough things coming. Yes, <laughs> like, ma'am. right? Yes, ma'am. That's how I look. That's how I think about things. Like, yeah, I'm I'm excited in that word, but I also know that means I'm gonna have to make some tough decisions. I'm gonna have to do some tough work. I'm gonna have to, but your blessing is in your obedience. So no matter what it looks like, you have to do that thing, right? Yes, ma'am. And I'm telling you, that is so powerful, so powerful. So is that kind of how your daily inspiration came about? No, actually the daily inspiration came about, um, I I had been texting two people that seemed like they were just like at their wits end. So the daily inspiration was started in like 2016 and the book came about off of some text messages to these two different people. And I was just trying to encourage them every day, like give them inspiration, like God is still watching you. God hears you. You have to keep going. Don't give up the fight. And so each day, I would text them, whatever God put on my heart, you know, like your future is bright, put on your sunglasses. God has the sun Mm -hmm. shining on you and different things like that. You know, so that's how the book came about. And I'm happy to report that as of today, the two people that I was texting, one male and one female, they are doing remarkably well, you know, today. Good, good. All glory to God, though. (laughs) Right, right. But glory to God that he gave you that knowledge and that wisdom to do that for them because what we don't think about is how God prepares us sometimes through our service to others for ourselves because then you turned around in 2019 and had to encourage yourself because there was no one there to encourage you right and so when you think about that that goes to the saying that we all go through things and sometimes people ain't going to be there. The people we think are going to be there. It's just you and God. This is a you and God thing. And can you encourage yourself and can you speak life over yourself? And can you speak the word to yourself like you would for someone else? Yes. You know, when I meet with my clients, sometimes that's what I say to them. What would you say to your friend? If your friend was in this very situation, right? You would encourage them and you would build them up. And 
sometimes we need to just do that for ourselves because God does cause us to have a separation sometimes so that we can hear what he is saying to us and mm -hmm. really be obedient in that. And so you have to be able to speak the word over your own life, just like you do other people. Amen. You do have to be able to do that. But most important, you have to have the word inside of you. Yes. To yep. speak it to yourself. And so um, I um, I think I obtained the word because, you know, when you're a new Christian, you, you feel like you can't get enough of the word. You can't okay. get enough of Jesus and you just can't get enough. And I'm still old fashioned. So I still write scriptures on index cards and have them around my house and stuff like that. And at one yeah, time, so I'm do gonna... I. So do I. <laughs> Oh, people still did that, you know, because when I say about index cards, people are like, what? You can like, just put it on your notepad on your phone. I'm like, mm -mm. Yeah. I got to have it. I got to see this thing. Mm -hmm. I got to see the word and I got to, I got to, and it penetrates you because once you have it posted, you'll walk by and be like, trust in the Lord. And you'll just keep going. And before you know it, you walk back by, trust in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if it's on, this is just me. If it's on your phone. You got to open up this and open up that and get to it. And I'm the same way. I, there's something about writing it down. There's something about seeing the word in your own writing, yes. seeing what God says about you, seeing God's promises for you in your own writing. For me, it just yes. does something, you know? And I put it all over my house. And at first it used to drive my husband and my sons crazy because like in the bathroom mirror. And now I'm mad because they done got, you know, toothpaste all over yeah. it. So, <laughs> but, but they also are now seeing it. They're also now reading it, right? Because you can't help but just read what's help. on it. Yeah, yeah, you can't help it. <laughs> yeah. So what did you learn from this experience? I learned that God listens. Mm -hmm. I learned that even in my darkest time, my darkest hour, when I felt like I wanted to give up, God actually heard me. Mm -hmm. And he said, I hear you and I am going to comfort you and give you peace. And as I look back, I, even though I was in pain, I had so much peace. I had the peace of God. And there's a scripture that says, you'll get the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And I had the peace of God, even though I was in pain, but I was comforted in my pain. And I knew that all would be well. Mm -hmm. Although I walked through many more tumultuous mountains mm -hmm. with my heart. I just knew every time all would be well. I knew that this hospital stay was not going to be the end all be all. And I knew that this report wasn't the end all be all. And I knew that every time I went to the doctor, they were saying this or that. I just trust in the Lord. And I started saying to the cardiologist, he was like, do you have any questions? Nope, I trust in the Lord. Do you have any right. Nope, I trust in the Lord. He was like, you say that every time. Because I have to keep speaking it into the air. Because when you speak, your heart is failing. You know, we did the surgery, but it's still continuing to fail. I can't, I had like two cardiologists discharge me. Your heart is so bad. We can't see. You need to go to advanced cardiologists. I trust in the Lord. I just gonna right. say, no, because when, when you put that negativity out there, I needed to put, I trust in the Lord because I needed the trust that I had in the Lord to snatch back. That's what right. They were saying. Yes. And, I don't know, and, and I'm going to tell you, they, they were like, 
think she needs to see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. because <laughs> like, we're telling her it's bad and she's like okay <laughs> and I would smile and I would shake their hand and tell them to have a good day and they was like did you not understand? I understand what you said. I, I understand. I trust in the Lord. Have a great day. And they were like, okay. So, and I, and I still do that now. I see my cardiologist faithfully now. And um, he, he says, not, nah, you don't have any questions because you trust in the Lord. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so now you even done caught on. And then I said to him that when I seen him in December, I said, now nah, you just done double my blessing because you already said that I'm trusting the Lord. I already know I'm trusting the Lord. It's already done. Right. Right. Yes. And you know, that's a testament to your consistency in the Lord, right? Because we don't, we don't think about that, but you know what they know? Demina trusts in the Lord. You trust in the Lord. She is not going to worry about this. I can give her this news and know that she is going to trust in the Lord. Now, the reality is, right, it's God's will. We can trust and believe all the things we want, but God has the final say in our life and he has the final say in what happens. And and so even if they don't know the Lord for themselves, they know enough of the Lord because of you. And that is what it's all about, right? Like, are you reflecting the image of God? Let Jesus, you know, like your, your statement in your, bio is just so amazing to me you want people to leave you and your presence feeling empowered yes why not because not because I'm demeanor but because I know who is in me and I know that if I give you what is in me then you're going to be empowered and I just think that is such a powerful statement I loved it when I read it I was like go ahead sis Yes, God is great. You know, God is so amazing. And I'm going to tell you, even if he had not healed me on this side, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be healed. And that's yeah. what I knew. And I had to stand on that. And mm-hmm. I even had to prepare my children. Even right. if he doesn't heal me on this side, I'm going to still be healed. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but I prepared them to say, if it's not here and, and I'm healed on the other side, I want you to continue to believe in Jesus Christ. I yeah. want you to continue to know that your mother fought a good fight and mm-hmm. it was time for me to go, but God mm-hmm. is still good. And my kids was like, no, how can you say that? Right, like, right. No, God is still good because I think these are difficult conversations we don't have with our children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I needed my my goal was I needed my children not to be angry with God. Mm-hmm. I, did not, I did not want them angry with God. Whatever the outcome was, right. I needed them to know that God was still good and that mm-hmm. he did exactly what he said for mommy that he said he would do in his work. That's right. When I, when I broke it down to them like that, they was like, okay, we'll okay. believe because you believe. You'll- Right. And that's how it, that's how it starts out. Right. You believe because your parents believe, but eventually you grab a hold of that thing for yourself. And I think you're right. We don't have those conversations with our children. You know, I'm very blessed that I have two very um, 
sensitive in the spirit, young men, you know, I always say, I'm like, God loved me so much. He made it easy for me because my boy, you know, my youngest is very prophetic. My oldest has a pastor's heart. And so I knew very early on when I converted um, my youngest, my oldest was like three months. I, I grew up Catholic. Oh, yeah. And so I converted and he was um, three months and I knew that I wanted them to have this relationship with the Lord for themselves, because it's what caused me to, to really convert. My mom was Catholic. My dad was Baptist. And so when we went to Virginia, we would go to my aunt Denise's house every summer. My great grandmother would be like, Sunday, you going to be in the pews. And so we went to church and I would leave that Baptist church going, I just feel different every time I leave there than I do, you know? And so I just wanted that yeah. My parents gave us that option of like, you're going to know both and you're going to be able to choose. And, you know, God knew what I needed because he knew the, the children that he was going to give me. Right. And so I know how to handle them both. I know that I can't handle them the same way right. because they're very different and just things like that. And so having those conversations are things that we do in our house. And even though sometimes they don't want to have them. You know, I think we need to have those conversations because the reality is, is that our days are numbered. God is the one who knows. And that's not always a bad thing, right? Like we have to really consider um, all the things we go through and counted joy and really be thankful for what God is doing. You know, someone shared a video from a pastor who was talking about, we don't, we don't recognize God's provision sometimes because... <laughs> It comes in a lesson or it comes in, um, you know, a rebuke or something. And we think like, oh, because someone is correcting us, then, you know, it isn't God's provision, but God is trying to warn you yes. <laughs> from doing the things you need, you know, not do. And so mm -hmm. I think that that is, is, is key. Don't look at the package that the message is coming in. Just Amen. look at what the message is. Um, I am so blessed by your testimony and I am so, so thankful that you, um, accepted my invite to be on the podcast, but when I met you, I knew you were someone that I'd want to have on this podcast. I obviously know your whole story and I think you are such an amazing testament to God working in and through someone. Amen. So what is one, one advice or something you would give to someone who might be struggling with whether or not God is really listening to them? I would encourage you to continue to go forth, continue to pray, continue to praise, seek support of positive people that are going to uplift you and allow you to be in the presence of the Lord, but never fear. He does hear you. Mm -hmm. And I, I've learned that in his silence, he's strengthening you. Yes. Yes. So how can people get the daily inspiration? How can they get in contact with you? Maybe they need some of those text messages. Like I, I see your, your, you know, your things <laughs> on Facebook and I'm like, they're so inspiring. You know, sometimes you just need Facebook is always just so much, there's just so much negativity on there sometimes. And then I'll just be scrolling and I'll just see Demina's little inspirational thing. And I'm like, that's so 
so good. And I know I get on there and be like, yes, sis. And I know you can always count on me because if I agree, I'm going to comment. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, as far as the Daily Inspirations book, it can be found on Amazon.com. Um, it's entitled Daily Inspirations. My name is D-E-M-I-N-A, last name Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. I am on Facebook right now as the same name, the same type tagline. Um, I don't go by anything else, but who God has called me to be. Yeah. So you have to look for, I don't know, but just Demena Stewart. You know, I would love to chat with people any way that I can help them anywhere they add on this healing journey because healing is mind, body, and soul. I'm always yes. looking to help. Yes. And, and my godmother always says, and health is a spiritual matter. Yes, it because is. Because we need to be whole. You know, Jesus wants us whole, not just my mind's all right, but my temple is bad or, you know, vice versa. He wants us whole yes, because that's what he gave his life for so that we could be whole. Yes, that's what it, that's what it's about. Yes. By his stripes. That's right. We are healed. Samina, yeah. <laughs> so, thank you so much um, for being on. And I will tag um, your links on. I'll find the book, the Amazon book, and I will tag it into the podcast um, episode so that everyone will be able to find it. Well, thank you so much for having me and may you have an awesome day. You too. Thanks.